all night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina. And I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, on WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Hey Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Thursday, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturne, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Lightman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Gale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hansen. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 10.09 at 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. You're uh, listening to The Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and uh, Rufus Edmonston and Nelsa Cox. Nelsa, regular hours right now at the Garden Hut? Yes, we're um, open Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, and, um, you know, lots of uh, neat stuff. Christmas is finally put away, and and we we did a little painting, so we've got um, just kind of some new looks going on, and I'm just excited about all our product coming in. Um, It's a really cool place. I know you're headed to Fuqua today. Y'all get the chance. Come on by. We should, or they, I don't know if they may be coming to us. I don't know if I'm, I'm talking about my my grandchild and and parents and so forth. I'm, I'm not sure what we're going to do, but I think we are going to go eat at uh, 
Farmer's Market Restaurant. But Very Rufus cool. Rufus can't go. No, <laughs> I can't. Rufus I gotta get, is in oh. timeout. <laughs> so. I want it fixed, too, because I don't want to put on three sets of long johns tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, get that. You know, if you can't get that straight, i tell you who can. Big John. Big John. Big John, you can take care of uh, Rufus's heating problems, can't you? Well, that might be a feat. I don't know about that one. <laughs> well, he's he I has know. been ordered. He's been ordered home. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mess up your singing. I just said that uh, Rufus was ordered home after the show. Why is that? Because uh, his heating system is broken down, and Linda Linda needs some some help negotiating. I guess uh, to get the, or maybe she just wants to snuggle because it's pretty chilly out there. And I should have saved some of that hot air that, that I built up over the over the years. You certainly should have. That would have uh, that would heat any building. Yeah, certainly would. Yeah, I guarantee it. You guys doing all right? Yeah, we're doing doing great, Big John. I hope you're well. So you you've been at Big Daddy's today, huh? Uh, first cup, big ear. Big Ed, first cousin, yeah, Big Ed. Yeah, we we got Big Daddy here. He owns the company. Big Ed. Uh, big, you talking about DC? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. He's a big. He's a man with a master plan. He is. And Had an uh, opportunity to work with him, as you know, many years up there. That's right. That's right. I don't know why. What if he's a good cook like Big Ed? But are you talking about that Big Ed? Uh, yeah, Big Ed Watkins. Yeah. No, I doubt. I doubt Don could cook like that. He has his. He has his own chefs coming in to take care of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't have time to cook. I'm sure, but uh, uh, yeah, he's too busy counting all that money. That's what it is. Big Ed. Uh, <laughs> big Ed is. Uh, big Ed's probably made some money too over the years. Yeah, well, he uh, he sold out to a guy up around Hillsboro. He's got like three restaurants now. I think. That's right. Yeah, a lot of good, a lot of good eating around this area. If you like country cooking, yeah. thank goodness. Yeah, I text, I, I text Rufus and uh, said, "If y'all want a country ham biscuit or something," he said, "Nope." Uh-uh. I said, "Okay, you're lost." Anyway, he shouldn't have spoke for all of us. <laughs> well, <laughs> Nelson brought these wonderful pastries from Bernie's, but you're only allowed one of Southport, <laughs> and, I, and I just ate some nabs too. The nab man. Oh. Yeah, well, Dr. Pepper, right? Dr. Pepper and Nabs, and of course, you, you, a Nab is sort of a generic name for anything that Lance makes. It's got to be Lance, L-A-N-C-E, <laughs> North Carolina company. Oh man, yeah. Charlotte, Texas Pete on top of it made Winston Salem, North Carolina. Oh, absolutely, Texas Pete on and top of a it, Nab. Who? <laughs> wash it down, and then wash it down with a bottle of chew wine. <laughs> now Nelson would like that Texas Pete on it. Yeah. Well, that's some that's something else you can try now. It says is uh, sure. Texas Pete. Texas Pete's Pete good on a bumper of a car. What are you talking about? I mean, that's, yeah, good stuff. So that burned through the hood. So, <laughs> so uh, Jackie. Oh man, Jackie Watkins. He was your cousin. Who mine? Yeah. No. Oh, I, I thought, thought you said Ed. Ed Watkins. Watkins was your cousin. No, no, he's my brother from another mother. Your brother. From <laughs> <laughs> all right. See, he's not blood kin. He's all right. Well, no, no blood, no blood kin. Not that I know of. You just wish you were kin to him because he's he, you know, because he's he he can cook so well. Yeah, he's a good one. I, and I, of course, I got I can't leave out uh, 
my buddy Tony Gillum over at, where, where you talking about going to eat in a little bit. You said Mike. So uh, yeah, the well, Farmers well, Market restaurant, sure. Tony, Tony's a good guy. Yeah, yeah, they they got uh, a lot of good folks there. As a matter of fact, yeah, good, yeah, good waiters and waitresses and all of that. So, uh, Big John, uh, how's how's Cheryl do, doing? She have a nice birthday last week. Yeah, she's up in Charlotte, Queen City, right now. So, yeah. some of her uh, youngins. Do what now? She's visiting some of her youngins. No, no, her mother lives up there. Oh, I didn't realize yeah, no, that. How about Mount that? Holly area. Uh-huh. If you're familiar with that. Rufus, did you have her flown over there in a no? In I your jet. I, I decided to let the jet rest for a little while, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cheryl decided to go ahead and drive this weekend. Oh, okay, but, but, yeah. but Lemo did meet her at the at city limits. That's good. That's good. Uh, he's, Mike, he sprung for a yellow cab. You know, so he's, did he? <laughs> How about that? That got right. That's a long drive. It, oh. it takes about as long to get to, to Richmond as it does Charlotte. <laughs> oh no, two and a half hours. They got a new bypass going around right now, you know. So. Yeah, well, that does help up there. Are you talking about around Greensboro, or? Well, no, I could get off the Concord, get on four ninety five. Oh, okay. I haven't been. I haven't been down there in a long time. And I usually go forty nine, sixty four to forty nine. The only thing I ever go to Charlotte for is a race. <laughs> so. Really? Yeah. Don't get Rufus started about NASCAR races in Charlotte. We'll leave it there. All right. <laughs> oh man, you right, could. I never missed one. You certainly didn't. <laughs> Talking to the multitudes. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. What y'all doing this morning? Other than stay warm. That, we just uh, we we got this gardening thing going on here. This gardening show thing. Yeah, we're trying That's to start something it. new here, John. What's that? Start a little garden show thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You think it'll take off? Uh, well, you guys, no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, there you I go. I, I, I know I'm taking a lot of your time, but I want to. Uh, I just look forward to listening to your comedy hour uh segment with all these uh Charlie Getty. You like you like hearing all of those WPTF voices? Yeah. Yeah. Including Bill Friday who was a spotter back in the 40s when he was a a student at NC State yeah. for uh, our you know, the people who were broadcasting games here. So he Really? Yeah, he was a great uh, great lover uh, of WPTF. He was on the uh the board of Durham Life Broadcasting. He was a member of that board. He, he very, very good company. I had a. Uh, I worked with a. I worked with a guy, and his, and his name uh, was Bud Hanson. Anyway, Hap Hanson was his father. Yeah, yeah. Hap uh, was a close friend. He was in my wedding. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I, I miss. I, I think about Hap every day, and and uh, Bud. Bud had a great father. He really did. He was a character. <laughs> Interstate 68, yeah. 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 Well, Big John, you, right, you take care, buddy. It's always a pleasure. you got to stay warm, okay? Oh, no problem. We sure will. No problem, man. Do you know anything about fixing furnaces? We have we have a heating system here. <laughs> yeah, you know anything about about heating systems? Uh, no. Oh, okay, all right. I know how to pay the bill, that's about it. That's good, that's good. All right, well, John, take care. Safe out there. You too. All right, bye. Stand forward, big buddy. We'll uh, talk with Stanley and Bowie's Creek coming up on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. 
It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. It's uh, 1022 WPTF time, 919 I hate to cut your conversation short, Rufus. Uh, 919-860-9783. Stanley uh, Rufus is carrying on his own conversation uh, on the phone. He's, he's always cutting deals. It's really something to – well, you never know who's going to call him, whether it's a U.S. senator or, or uh, somebody else. Stanley is in Bowie's Creek. Stanley, good morning. You're on WPTF. How can we help you? Good morning. I have uh, taken some soil samples, and I'm concerned about my phosphorus because it is way out of limits on all three samples. I have my pH, and I've already added some lime for the spring, and uh, I'm just trying to figure out what, what can I do to bring the phosphorus down, and also what does it inhibit the vegetables from doing if it's so high? So your phosphorus is high. That's correct. Yeah. It goes from, I've got three samples that goes from 172, 165 to 144. Yeah. Phosphorus is so easy to get tied up in the soil. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a matter of finding a fertilizer that, that has no phosphorus or low phosphorus um, and probably even using just like organic supplements for your vegetables. Do you, do you have uh, do you have any recommendations on a on a particular? Um, it's probably not that hard to find. To yeah, really, I mean, that, that uh, doesn't have any or low. Right, most of the Espoma brands uh, or Espoma uh, fertilizers are going to be low in phosphorus, um, so I would recommend that. Are you uh, there? Okay. And the the, the uh, Espoma products, like uh, um, you know, there there are several plant tone, holly tone, those those types of products. Well, yeah, are and, made by them. Yeah, but the uh, the vegetable ones and you know the tomato tones. Now they're going to have calcium. Yeah, but you could you could supplement for adding the calcium when you uh, do your tomatoes. And add the uh, uh, nutrients that you might need, but I was just wondering if you kept it this, and then I didn't try to bring it down any. What will it do to the plant? I mean, most produce is high in phosphorus anyway, but you know, it, it may cause like some—I don't want to say calcification, but some uh, kind of those white knots that you can get uh, in your produce. Will it raise or lower the the pH? If you have too much no, phosphorus? No, it's not going to have anything to do with the pH. Okay. Okay. Uh, All right. So I guess the best thing I could do then is just try to work at it and then uh, try to take a soil sample maybe next year after I put some amendments in to see if it's if it's helped or hindered. Yeah, just trying to find uh, – I noticed uh, there are some organic products like like the Espoma that may have a, a 604 – analysis yeah uh, um also um i was just reading that acid soil conditions can decrease the availability of phosphorus to your plants because like i say phosphorus will stay tied up in the soil for quite some time so it's hard to just you know reduce um that that reading that you're getting um 
but if you're adding something else that will prevent the plant's uptake of that phosphorus, then the better off you are. Okay. So the pH, the pH is 6.2, 5.9, and 5.5. And like I said, I've already added uh, some lime to, to hopefully take care of to bring the pH level up to where it needs to be. And our, our soils, at least in, in the, the Raleigh area, are fairly acidic anyway, aren't they, Nelsa? They are. Um, so, you know, again, raising the pH um, will probably continue to make that phosphorus available to the plants, and you, you want to de- decrease the availability of phosphorus to your plants. So that kind of acid condition from 5.5... Uh, or 505.5 to 6 is really what you want to target. Okay. Well, I thank you all for your help, and uh, I hope you all will be stay safe and sound. I'll toot the horn next time I run through Bowie's Creek there, Stanley. <laughs> okay. Be careful now. All right. <laughs> I'll slow down. Dave is in Durham. Hello. Hey, Dave. How are you? Hey, good morning. I'm all right. Got a question about a, a fig tree that I've saved from a second-generation house here, and I need to plant it, and I just want to know how to plant it. Uh, my house and this house beside me have about 100 feet between them, and it opens to the uh, north, to the east and the west, so the wind kind of blows through there. Um, but i got a good space to plant it in if, if it'll be okay there. Sounds like it has plenty of room. Got plenty well, of room. Well, a fig planning? tree. A fi- oh, yeah. That'd be Old fine. turkey fig, I guess. Bra- yeah. yeah. That, and and uh, could he plant it now? It well, should be able to. Yeah. On a cooler, a warmer day? Yeah. I mean, if if he already has it and it's in a container above ground, it's going to be warmer in the ground. So, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's in a big container. I've had it for a year or so. And you have an east-west east, uh, Kind of facing situation because of the houses. That's that's what you're getting east west. Uh, east west sun. So you're getting morning and and afternoon sun. Yep, it'll get that's it's near my garden, and then the sun comes up about ten in the morning and stays overhead all day long. Yeah, that mm, that's good. Fun. Yeah, that should be real happy there. What kind uh, of fig is it? He, he th- thinks it's a brown turkey, but uh, it, it's it's my mother in law's. Fig and it's probably one of those old brown turkey figs. Mm-hmm. That's great to to transplant something from a loved one's yard and you know keep it going. And I'm hoping to keep that it fig. Going. I'm sure it will. Figs are very hardy, uh, especially a, a brown yeah a brown turkey. They I mean, are. They they may. My mother used to have one that we way on back would die to the ground, but uh, the roots were still there and it would come up. Take a while for it to. Produce again, but they're pretty tough if they have a good root system. Well, this one's going in the ground this afternoon, then, I guess. All right. Well, uh, wrap does, up there, Dave. Does it need to be planted high or wet feet or what? Just the level of the ground. Yeah, well-drained soil, not not in wet feet, but but definitely soil level, not too deep. Good okay. good size, uh, you know, plenty of room for the root ball, for those roots to spread out, but you don't want to plant it too deep. Good enough. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dave. Right, thank y'all. Bye. Okay, bye. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF.
Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 1034. Mike Rayleigh here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston and Nelson Cox from the Garden Hut. And uh, we wanted to bring in uh, meteorologist Mike Streckler from the National Weather Service. Because, uh, Mike, I understand we have a potential for a, a mix. And I, I keep seeing that pink stuff like ice is, is coming. Is it going to affect Raleigh or what? where are we going to get ice? Hey, good morning. Uh, it looks like the best icing potential is going to be sort of the northern part of the triangle, so more for Durham and Orange County uh, and points northward, uh, particularly kind of along and north of uh, I-40, I-85 corridor there uh, from, you know, over toward like Oxford, Henderson and Roxborough, Winston-Salem, uh, Burlington, those areas. So uh, right around the Raleigh area, uh, any freezing rain or icing potential is going to be pretty pretty short-lived and uh, limited. Uh, with a little bit better uh, ice accrual, but still relatively light, even across the northern parts of the triangle. We really need to get up, uh, you know, north and, and, and west of 40 and 85, and particularly up near the Virginia border to get uh, uh, any icing of any consequence. So once again, our our listeners in Roxborough would, would have <clears> more of a, a problem with this. They'd get more ice like they got more snow earlier in the week. That's right, and and we're expecting an initial band of precipitation uh, as early as this evening, and it looks like that would uh, be mostly uh, in the form of snow. Uh, it looks like that band will uh, most likely stay just to the west of the Triangle and probably affect parts of Roxboro uh, and then over toward the Triad, so uh, the northwest Piedmont would be favored with that initial burst of snow, and it could come down, uh, you know, uh, moderately for, for an hour or so, but it's going to be really short-lived, but in that short amount of time, it, uh, it could potentially cover the ground over those areas. Again, triad over toward Roxborough. And then um, the overnight hours uh, should largely be dry. So we'll get that initial band of snow move through and then lift up into the Virginias. And then uh, just uh, cold and increasing clouds for the better part of the night. And then uh, that freezing rain will be moving in uh, very late tonight into the early morning hours tomorrow. Again, mainly north of Raleigh. And that would include Roxboro, uh, your listeners up there. So the farther north you go toward the Virginia border, that's where uh, we could get a tenth to two tenths, uh, maybe even approaching a quarter of an inch of freezing rain. And a quarter of an inch is sort of the threshold for significant impacts with uh, power outages and uh, travel concerns, or more significant travel concerns anyway. What about for the folks uh, who may be heading toward the mountains? Uh, are they going to get snow, or are they going to get any ice, too? Uh, they're mostly going to have snow up at the uh, the higher elevations um, in the mountains. Okay. And the coasts, we're just talking about rain, or are they going to be affected by this system? Uh, they're mostly just going to have uh, rain. Um, so, uh, in fact, they're going to have all rain out uh, on the coast. So, um Raleigh's sort of going to be the dividing line uh, for the rain versus uh, any wintry precipitation. So, um, you know, south of Raleigh and to the east uh, toward the coast, it's going to be all rain right around Raleigh, maybe, you know, a few hour period of some freezing rain uh, tomorrow morning, let's say between 6 a.m. and 9 or 10 a.m. And then that uh, uh, precipitation will change over to just a cold rain
uh, through uh, tomorrow afternoon. This looks like a pretty big system. Is it going to affect a lot of our neighbors to the north, uh, northern states? Yeah, it looks like a pretty big uh, snowstorm uh, from uh, especially the northern North Carolina mountains and then up across uh, the Virginias and then all all the way up into um, uh, the middle Atlantic, central Appalachians, and uh, eventually even northeast uh, we'll get in on it as well. What does it look like up in my neck of the woods? This is Rufus up in Watauga County, Boone, North Carolina. Oh, that is uh, not our area of responsibility, but uh, just uh, eyeballing it here. Um, oh, I don't know. Let's say uh, several inches at least. Uh, <laughs> of snow. Yeah. Maybe six, yeah. So, um, again, that's uh, uh, Blacksburg, uh, Virginia's area of responsibility. Um, but um, So they'd get uh, the ski resorts would, would be happy. That's right. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a pretty good snowstorm uh, for those areas uh, up in the Boone area and then particularly up into um, uh, western Virginia and uh, eastern West Virginia. Uh, pretty pretty good snowstorm uh, with, uh, you know, at least half a foot in a lot of those locations. Micah, you, you do a wonderful job, and, and uh, thanks to the folks at the National Weather Service. I don't know what, you, what we do without you. We appreciate uh, it. <laughs> our, our pleasure. That's uh, that's what we're here for. Some folks even still have a little snow on the ground from our last winter weather system uh, across the northern coastal plain up toward uh, Warrington. And yeah, so, that's right. I mean, the Henderson area, for instance, and Roxbury area got pretty good snowfall. That's right. They had uh, three to six inches uh, up in those areas. And, again, a lot of that's still on the ground, so uh, kind of uh, back-to-back. It's and waiting for more. The, the, the snow this evening uh, for those areas and then the freezing rain tomorrow morning, we could have another round of a uh, mix of rain and snow showers uh, on Monday and into uh, Monday night. We're not expecting any uh, real impacts with that, but yeah. certainly uh, a few more flakes possible right into the early part of next week. So we've transitioned into a pretty wintry pattern here in the last uh, week or so. Well, you know, I don't know what day it was this, this past week. I heard thunder. I heard a lot of thunder, and I hate to get into old wives' tales, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that was Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, yeah. Um, there there was a fair amount of thunder. That was just a cold, uh, cold, rainy day. We were in the 30s yeah. and 40s that day, uh, but we indeed had some thunder. We actually had some thunder with the snow that uh, moved through um, a couple of nights ago. Uh, there were a few uh, lightning strikes uh, reported around the Apex area in Wake Good County. Mm. Uh, so some folks experienced thunder snow from that. Mm. Mike, have a, a great rest of your shift, and thanks for all you do. Absolutely, thanks so much you guys be safe take care yes sir take care it's mike strickler veteran at the national weather service with us on the wptf weekend gardener 919-860-9783 919-860-wptf you know when you're servicing your car especially when gosh when it's cold you want to make sure it starts you need to uh, get into a cycle to make sure that you have service done uh, at the right times and your cycle of service begins when you buy your car and that cycle really doesn't necessarily match the normal seasonal changes but king's auto service they'll get you straightened out they'll schedule your service intervals based on that cycle for those using synthetic oil and driving limited miles you may go months past a normal service based on those miles and you'll need to schedule your service two to three times a year during your service king's will check Wipers, blades, belts, all of that, transmission levels, tires. And for those of you currently driving a hybrid vehicle, 
The certified hybrid technicians at King's Auto Service are now able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer will charge to replace it. This usually occurs maybe an average of 150,000 miles or so. You need to keep an eye on it. Call King's on Monday to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Joel is in Willow Spring. Good morning to you, Joel. Hey, I, yes, um, I had a question. First of all, I want to say hey to Rufus, my favorite politician. And, uh, <laughs> He's everybody's yeah, favorite politician. Yeah, Joel, re- remember, recovering politician. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Rufus, I'm I'm not a, a you know big time senator or politician. I'm just I'm just a uh, good old boy here trying to get some info here on how to salvage my front yard, particularly my children. My children put a beating on the front yard, and uh, I, it, the grass is pretty well. I always get scared in the wintertime because it looks so barren when they play football and stuff out there. But the grass seems to always somehow manage to recover uh, come May, uh, middle of May. And this year, I'm wondering, again, if it's going to recover. So I was wondering, uh, what's the best, I guess, remedy for that besides, of course, I don't know, ban them from playing football in the front yard. But uh, to, 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 to sow any type of certain grass and when's the best time to sow it, because I've heard so many, uh, so, many, so many so-called experts say, you know, sow it any time from spring to even summer to fall to winter. And I want to get y'all's uh, opinions, and I'm going to hang up and listen. All right. Thank you very much, Joel. Do you do you, before you? Okay. Well, I was going to find out what type of grass he has, but I would recommend if he has full sun, I'd recommend Bermuda grass because I think that's going to take the the biggest beating. That that's going yeah do well. I think fescue and 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 bluegrass and all of that is uh, pretty. Is, is is definitely if you want a uh, more of a uh, evergreen type look. But the warm season grasses, but most especially the, and I'm sure they grow a lot of, I don't know if Willow Spring has the the um, sandy soil out there, but that is a uh, that is something that you certainly are are going to want to plant as Bermuda. Would you agree, Nelsa? Well, out in Willow Willa Springs, uh, <laughs> it's not too it, far. From it you. is a, a very hot. Um, mostly sandy soil and so that's probably what grows in his yard anyway is uh, Bermuda and that's yeah. why it starts recovering in May and this time of year with all the rain and just the wear I mean you can be down to the soil or um, have some patches so what what I would suggest is possibly um, uh, next fall uh, when your grass starts uh, kind of uh, going down I mean it'll still be very thick but maybe think about um, planting some annual ryegrass just to give you some uh, some substance in that area where the children are playing. Um, otherwise, you're just going to have to live with it. But uh, the Bermuda um, will is probably what you have growing, and certainly you, you it sounds like it may be sparse and thin in some areas. So just doing a little top dressing with some compost and plan on seeding uh, mid to late May with a Bermuda. Um, seed would be fine. I mean, it, it, it takes longer for it to, to fill in and grow, but um, it will thrive in, in that area. Yeah, and you, you really have to, uh, most of us who, who seed fescue, 
uh, in a seating system, you know, in a push-type seater, uh, it's it's pretty easy to do. But with a seed like Bermuda, which is so tiny, you have yeah. to don't you have to add sand <coughs> or something yeah, to it? Yeah, I usually have to get a spreader um, with um, uh, and add some sand just so that it can pass through the screen. But um, <clears throat> but Bermuda is your ticket in Willow Springs. Yeah, definitely. I mean, then uh, you you and may think you, about the annual ryegrass in the fall, so that you'll have something yeah, down. Just kind of overseed it. Yeah. With that, but uh, Bermuda, and if you would go to um, Turf Files, T U R F F I L E S, uh, Turf Files is NC State website extension service website. Uh, for uh, turf specialists and for homeowners, and there are calendars on there for each type of grass, and they go into uh, fertilization and diseases and a lot of other information on there. So if you'll do that uh, there in Willow Spring, that'll help you out too. And, Joel, it's great to have your kids out there playing. I'm sure you love to watch them. Yeah, it is. And, yeah. and uh, getting out playing a little tag football or something, and, and Bermuda should stand up pretty well compared to the rest of the types of but you would plant that in may or june late may yeah yeah. may yeah uh you wouldn't plant it this time of the year and you wouldn't really uh because of the soil temperatures you're not going to get much seed germination from most anything right now so We'll, we'll talk to, uh, to uh, Gray in Garner coming up here on WPTF 919-860-9783. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right. Uh, we, we're definitely on the home stretch here at 1051. Gray is in Garner. Gray, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hey, good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. How can we help you today? I'm a longtime WPTF and Weekend Gardener listener. Oh, thank you very much. And uh, Rufus and I are, or I guess probably the rest of us, too, are longtime toot and tail uh, eaters <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> there in Garner. Yes, sir. I've read, I've read about uh, Mr. Edmondson and, and joined the Chitlin Club. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm, absolutely. I'm a member, too. It's uh, good yes, stuff. Excellent. Question about uh, containers, uh, containers for tomatoes in particular. Last year, we had some very large containers that previously, previously had geraniums in them, and we put some tomatoes in there. And they did okay, but we had issues with uh, blossom and rot. And I know that can be several things that could lead to that. I wondered if you could tell me what I need to add to those pots now that'll help uh, bear better fruit uh, after we plant our tomatoes this spring. So the lime, I'd say to start with. Yeah, lime, calcium. Um, I, I would do like a raised bed. Daddy Pete's makes a great raised bed um, garden mix. Um, so you've you've got some organic uh, compost, some peat. Um, there, there is some, some lime, um, but that, that's what I would suggest. And then, uh, when you go to plant the, the seedlings, um, use a little bit of mushroom compost right on that top two or three inches. Um, mushroom but, compost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But All as, right. as far as refreshing that soil now, um, you may even extract half of what's in there, um, and then just add some good raised bed, Daddy Pete's raised bed mix. And then, like I say, when you get ready to plant, add some two or three inches of the 
um, mushroom compost. Now, I know that Phil Campbell and, and Nelson both carry Daddy Pete's. They're, uh, they're among our sponsors. I believe they are a sponsor in our magazine. So they're yeah. good stuff. Really and is. then, like I say, staying rich through the growing season with like a calcium nitrate, uh, which, I mean, you can get straight calcium nitrate. You just have to be careful when you use it. You'll want to water it in. Uh, I Personally, for my 200 tomatoes, I, I use, occasionally I'll use some um, calcium nitrate, but if I know we're going to have a deluge of rain, but mostly I use um, the Espoma uh, tomato tome. It has 8% calcium. Okay, that's great. I use that on some of our other plants, and I'll get these, uh, that tomatoes. Thank you so much. What kind, hey. of, what kind of tomatoes you raise? We tried different types. We had cherry tomatoes. We did some uh, better bush. We did some German Johnsons. We try to have a different one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. There's so many different types of seeds available now in plants. It's a good idea. Hey, thank you, Gray. Thank you very much. Bye. Uh, Nelson, what are some of the things we could be uh, doing in the, the landscape this week, weather permitting? Well, I mean, you know, we're still seeing um, some leaves down on the ground, um, limbs, and, and it's a, an important time to pay attention to plants that do need, say, pruning or thinning. Um, so like cross branches, uh, especially plants that don't have the foliage on them now. So cross branches, uh, just tidying up with any pruning or weak wood. Um, and, you know, looking at your garden, assessing whether or not, you know, there's wet areas. Should I just plan on growing something wet here? Or there's areas that are giving me visibility to, you know, an ugly shed across the way or, um, you know, or you just want to create more bones in your yard or more interest or color in your yard, this is the great time to do it. Um, and it is time to start, and if we get past this wet period, um, thinking about if if you're refreshing, um, whether you're planting in containers or whether you're planting in the ground, um, doing some soil amending. Of course, you want to go ahead and quickly <clears throat> get soil tests done uh, for the different type crops or whether you're growing annuals or vegetables and uh, start in improving soil structure. Um, it's a great time to go ahead and mulch uh, both landscape beds and, and gardens, uh, pathways, and um, just doing a thorough um, cleanup and, you know, preparing for, uh, I just got yesterday, I just got in packets of uh, seed, so getting your garden seed ready, um, we, we have great selections at the Garden Hut, and I do believe that many of this this year will continue to grow some of our own vegetables and herbs. So it's a perfect time to start planning uh, for this, and, and even if you're starting your seedlings inside. So it's, it's a perfect time to uh, do these chores and, and uh, check off your list. As Rose mentioned, the snow peas, for instance, or some cool seeds season. you can... Crops, um, absolutely. Uh, we probably next week or the following week will start having cool season transplants. But as as Rose mentioned in in Princeton, um, it's great to uh, get your seed potatoes ready um, to go in the ground soon. I, I do mine late. I usually wait till the end of February, first of March, uh, or even mid March. But seed potatoes, uh, snow peas, onion sets. Um, uh, shallots, um, you know, if you're doing um, 
like salad mixes, lettuce is still not too late for that. Uh, broccoli, um, carrots, radishes. Radishes do so easy and well here, so it's it's still um, a good time to go ahead and and sow some seeds for cool season uh, vegetables, and then others that you'll want to use as a transplant. Very good. Janet is in Cary. Janet, you'll wind things up for us this morning. How can we help um, you? Um, yes, I planted some bulbs last um, October, and then some, like in March, the previous March. So in March and October, I planted bulbs, and I didn't. But somehow, all the bulbs, daffodils, and some iris, are coming out of the ground great now. But none of them look like they're going to bloom. They will. Um, when I planted yeah. them, I put some um, black cow in with the soil, but that was no fertilizer. Yeah. What you're seeing is very natural. Yeah. They're they're going to be all right. Yeah, you'll you'll have them. They're coming. Yeah, it just, it just takes a while. I got crocus out of the ground. It looks like they ought to bloom, but they're not ready yet. Yeah, even in crocus, I guess are the the earliest winter blooming bulb that yeah. we that we have so if they're not blooming then i wouldn't worry about the crocus i mean the uh, daffodil yeah i just thought sometimes you see the the bulbs starting to come out and be a little bit not ready to bloom but you, it's a thick part and i don't i mind just all skinny green <laughs> yeah. you, you'll get some buds okay well thank you so much and um we really love your show. Oh, thank you very yeah. much, Janet. Appreciate you calling this morning. Okay, thank you. Bye. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. Well, she must have all kinds of lines going into that play. Everybody's <laughs> calling Janet this morning. Well, we appreciate all of our callers and uh, Mike Strickler of the National Weather Service for helping us out. Miss Ann, thank you. Nelson, thank you so much. Everybody go to the Garden Hut in View Quaverina. Brother Rufus, we'll see you next week, Absolutely. my friend. Absolutely. I hope I have my heater fixed. I do, I too. Hope so. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Sam, very much. God love you all. Every one of you. <laughs>